Today's podcast is brought to you by Strike Force Energy. You know, we've been approached by a lot of different companies with all kinds of products. We want to sponsor the podcast, sponsor FMBA, and we just really haven't felt that strongly about any of the products that they're selling. That is until we found Strike Force Energy. It was developed by a Navy SEAL, and that's how you know you know that that's true because they have a little frogman as their logo. Strike Force Energy is a blend of caffeine, taurine, and B vitamins with no calories and no sugar that gives you better energy than coffee or those energy drinks. Pretty much everyone in the Air Force and everyone at the Academy drinks by the gallon. So that's a pretty bold claim, right? Why would it be better? Well, it comes in liquid form in 6 milliliter packets, so you can mix it into whatever you want. It's not like a powder, it just goes in right away. They recommend that, you, that each packet goes into a bottle of water, but you can mix it into juices, pre-workouts, or even replace your pre-workouts since, since that's mostly all caffeine anyways. Or you could even mix the orange flavor in with some vanilla protein and get that creamsicle drink so you can recover from workout and have energy to study or enough energy just to go to HAPS. The possibilities are really endless. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but rumor has it if you mix the Four Loco win with a little of the Strike Force Energy, it's basically the pre-2010 recipe. Both of us take it here at FNBA, and it honestly has been a game changer. My favorite flavor is original, tastes like Red Bull, don't know if we're supposed to say that for branding. I believe Archie's more of a lemon man, and they also have grape and orange as well. As cadets, I know you guys don't have a lot of space to keep your, all your stuff, but I have a six-month supply, and these little packets barely take up any space in my pantry. If you like what you hear, then I have a deal for you. Head over to StrikeForceEnergy.com and enter the promo code FNBA at checkout to get 20% off your order. That's FNBA at StrikeForceEnergy.com. So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, everybody? This is a fascinating below average podcast. I messed up that intro, but it's me, your boy, Kamish. The other guy we got on the line. Is Archie? How you doing, Arch? I'm good. What's going on? Not much. Monster episode today. Um, we have ton tons to talk about. It might be two hours long. Well, I was gonna say you that was good. That was good. But I was gonna say it's more of a Frankenstein's monster because we have no idea what we're doing. But <laughs> um, we're gonna get into a few things. So let's see. Any big news? on the front since our last podcast. I'd say the biggest thing that's happened um, is there's been a few arguments on Twitter talking about the should drafted athletes be able to go straight to the pros. That's been kind of a thing, but we already talked about that last episode, so we're not going to really rehash it. Um, and then one just, of the really just cool know things... That, just know that it was a bad day to be Kamisha's uh, enemy on Twitter because he was just handing out L's with those replies. Ugh, it was the worst. Well, so obviously this weekend, and if you, I don't, I think it's a pretty select group of people who like follow us on Twitter and listen to the podcast, and then obviously most people follow us on Instagram, but what I will say is Twitter is the place where I can, I think I use it a little bit more than you, it's the place where I like to just say whatever is just on my mind and try out jokes that are like kind of dumb that not everybody will get but it doesn't really matter because 
you know, it doesn't have that same visibility factor that Instagram does. Like, I posted one earlier that was so stupid, but I think it's hilarious. It's got, it's killing it right now. It's got three likes. And, uh, <laughs> and we're going to probably be introducing a shirt that's something similar to this. But if you know who Virgil Abloh is, he was the lead designer for uh, Louis Vuitton. Big deal uh, in the design community. He is also the... I guess the owner founder of off white, which is a company that makes like logo t-shirts, shoes, all kinds of accessories. They're really expensive stuff. He's done collabs with uh, Nike to do a bunch of different shoes. And they're some of the most like coveted shoes to like sneaker heads. Those are the ones where and, you like, it's cool to keep this plastic tag on it. Right. Yeah. Well, and what they do is he leaves on, they look almost like a lot of the stuff looks like prototypes, Kinda. So on the shoes, like it'll say air in quotations and it'll say like laces on some of the laces and stuff like that. I thought you were going to say it says air on one shoe and then force on the other, but oh, that'd I guess be we're good. not there yet. No, that's, he isn't, isn't collab with FNBA. Yeah, that's those custom joints. Um, but I was thinking about it and I was thinking about the first place where I've seen these descriptions where it's like really strong descriptors and that is MREs. Because whenever you see... You get an MRE with the snacks, like, uh, they call M&M's chocolate discs with candy coating, and it's always in that <laughs> bold print. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And so I found, uh, and I searched MREs because I wanted to get an MRE item. The thing that popped up was even funnier than I could have imagined, toasted corn nuggets. And so I put that up, and I said, Virgil really snapped on these off-white MREs, and no one gets it, but that's the kind of stuff that I can put up there. And I love it for, like, retweeting and stuff like that, so. And we get a Wait, lot what of are, good. What are what? toasted corn nuggets? Uh, Like corn nuts? You ever have those? Yeah, I've had corn nuts, but I, I wouldn't refer to it as a nugget. I guess they just, it's kind of like the uh, off-brand or the, the store-brand cereal. Like, instead of Fruity Pebbles, they'll call them, like, fruit stones or like a friend instead of i don't know what's what's some of the other good ones so lucky charms they'll call them like leprechaun leprechaun charms yeah well that was what i said earlier about how they do the snacks they use the descriptors another one they'll be like and it'll, it'll be funny because you'll open up the package and it'll literally be oreos inside of this sealed package but it'll say dessert sandwich cookies chocolate with cream filling it's like we know it's an oreo dude like okay it says oreo on it i used to like the old science experiment where i don't even know if this is true so maybe you can shed light on it but there was like gum in there and if it was a certain color then it was either a laxative or it clogged you up i'm not sure which way it went do you remember um the supposedly the food the food plugs you up and the gum is supposed to make you uh, have a bowel movement. But it's funny because I talked to my dad who was like in the army in like the 80s, 90s. He got out in like the 2000s. And I guess back in the day when he was eating a lot of MREs when he was like out in the field and stuff, they, apparently they said it was to prevent, how do I say this to keep our rated G delineation? It was a preventative measure for pregnancy, like a, like preventative, so men are not interested in oh, creating really? new lives. Yeah, and so that was like one of the rumors back then. So it's funny how that kind of changed, but it's all in the same that basically people believe that 
the military's poisoning you with their food. I think I was so desperate for some type of flavor during basic that I just would, no matter what, I was I was going for the gum. And then the consequences, I didn't even know. I was just like, I guess this is what's happening today, probably due to Mitch's. Gum and those them cough drop hitters, boy. You get those at the uh, at the cease, the cadet store. So good. Oh, um, yeah, we, we went off on that last time. Those cherry those cherry cough drops might as well have been Skittles. Oh, those Luden boys. Those were good. Uh, <laughs> you get a few of those. You get a few of those and some boost, and that's I mean that's not a bad night. No, it's not. Um, one thing I do want to say just on the whole bowel movement talk is and I, I probably mentioned this before but this always just sticks out in my mind when i was in jack's valley so i don't think we're gonna really have many kids who are going into basic listening to our podcast but what i remember was when we were in jack's valley we are upperclassmen obviously they get the schedule and then they're in charge of getting you from place to place the cadre are and our cadre were good but at the end of the day you got to remember these guys are still just kids and so they're time management wasn't fantastic and they'd rather beat us than make sure that we're like taken care of. So we were going, I believe it was to a low key course like SABC or something. And they were giving us 30 seconds to go to the bathroom every time. And eventually I just stopped and I just asked, I was like, listen, I'm speaking for myself here. I'm sure there's other people, but I'm going to need a lot longer than 30 seconds for this next bathroom break. And like five other people were like, yeah, we do too. And so (laughs) if hopefully there's, if there's one person that hears this message, give your basics proper time to have a bowel movement, because when that stuff gets all mixed up, like especially on the assault course, if you start mixing dookie with the already dookie water, I mean, that's an E. coli breeding ground right there. Yeah. Not to mention after about two or three weeks surrounded by the same people, you're going to get on the same, the same bathroom cycle. You know, so you can almost predict when people are going to need more time. Yeah. There's very little yeah. variables. It's like, do I, it's going to be the same, same meals. The only thing that might be different is what cereal do I choose in the morning? If I'm even lucky enough to get there in time for there to be some. Well, and those cadre don't get it, man. Because when, when you're a cadre and you're on that schedule of, of meetings at like four o'clock in the morning and then you work your 12 hour shift, all those guys are eating is sugar-free Red Bull and Pop Tarts for their entire for that's their entire <laughs> diet. So yeah. they get plugged up and they don't get the they don't feel the pain because <laughs> they're not eating what what basics are eating. So that's like kind of a problem. Um, I don't know for this since we didn't have anything planned. I guess we can, let's just go through Twitter. Let's uh kind of peek behind the curtain. That's just what we can talk about a little bit because there were some interesting things. Uh. Shout out to Griffin Jacks, who got the pitcher of the week for the Southern League. So he's moving on up. And I think we talked about him a little bit last week. He's on how he's able to play. He got the draft. And I got I want to get this information actually down because I think he got drafted his junior year. So I don't think he was able to play senior year. I think he got like a $600,000 signing bonus. And well, I know he—that's what he was given, but I don't know if he was able to take it or what the situation was. And then um, ultimately, he was able to play through the world-class athlete program because baseball has an Olympic team, and so his training is playing professionally, and he's playing down in Florida right now. But that's every good for baseball, him, man. He's every a, baseball player's dream is to play on the Olympic stage someday. 
That's it. Yeah, forget the, forget the the major leagues. That's it. The Carmelo Anthony's of the uh, of the baseball world. Yeah, but that's cool, man. I'm I'm interested to see if there's a few other guys. The Air Force baseball team is actually doing is having a weird year too. They they really I mean just to be blunt, didn't play very well in a lot of their games. They've been they've had some serious ups and downs. But we have great hitters like we still have Nick Reddy, who's a senior. He won the uh, the College World Series home run derby last year, and he's having a monster year. I think he beat um, Salek's record from the '80s for either most hits or most home runs, and. It's just unbelievable because I'm sure he's going to get drafted too. But we'll he'll have these monster games and then we'll lose. Like we lost a game like 23 to 15. Like those are that's insane. It's almost yeah. a basketball score for two bad basketball teams. And so, but the crazy thing is that right now we are third from last in the Mountain West Conference, but the number one team, Fresno State, is only up five games, and so we're like two back from the next team. And I think the team that's in second place is like three or four games ahead of us. So, And there's still time. We actually split the series against Kansas, too, which is a big deal. So picking up a win over one in one of those games was big. Um, so that's, I mean, that's really cool to see. Love all the yeah. sports. Crazy, crazy. We've talked about this before. I think it's crazy that they're still playing. Like, lacrosse just ended in kind of a heartbreak, um, losing to Richmond, who they'd already beaten in the regular season. But uh, still cool to see. The biggest news, and if you want to, you want to talk about it. Jim Walmsley, graduate, crazy story. Yeah, yeah, Jim Walmsley. This dude's an animal. So, um, was he a, was he a cross country runner at the academy? Did he run? Was he like at all affiliated with the athletic department? Do you know? Or remember? I believe he was. I feel like yeah. he was a cross think, country runner. I could be. I wrong, think he. Though. I think he did track and cross country um, as a cadet. Regardless, the dude's an animal, so we talked about him a while ago, dude, maybe a close to a year ago. I don't even remember the exact race he did then, but he's been crushing records. He's an alt I don't even I'm I might be butchering this whole thing, so that whole running community out there cut me some slack. But I believe you call it an ultra runner, right? Or an ultra marathon guy. Um Yeah. So he'll do anything from hundred milers, fifty milers, etc. Uh, this weekend, I believe he did a 50 mile run. And again, I don't know what federations there are and things like that, but long story short, he did a 50 mile run, ran 50 miles in four hours, 50 minutes and eight seconds. So if you're a fuzzy major, that equates to a five minute and 48 second clip for 50 miles. So he averaged five minutes and 48 seconds per mile for 50 miles and basically broke the record for, you know, 50-mile run times. And that just, I can't even, like, comprehend how that's even possible. Neither can I. And, I mean, one of the things that was cool about it, too, is because I don't think ultra running gets much, uh, you know, like ESPN play, but Darren Ravel tweeted out that stat, and he now has, I guess, the world record. But, I mean, just trying to put it into perspective, like, people are complaining about Avengers Endgame, run, the run time is, like, three hours. I there's almost nothing aside from sleeping that I can or want to do for four hours and fifty minutes straight. Nothing, especially running. That's yeah. like that might be at the top of things I do not want to do for four hours and fifty minutes. Yeah, and to put it into 
a little more perspective to give some relatability to cadets, that is the equivalent of running the 600-yard run on the PFT a minute and 58 seconds for 50 miles. I don't know exactly how far that is. I didn't do that math. It's also the equivalent of running 33 and a third AFTs in eight minutes and 43 seconds. Jesus. Yeah. So he's averaging 33 AFTs at eight minutes and 48 seconds each AFT. Yes. But it doesn't even make sense. No. I, I think at that point we're dealing with um, – I don't. I think you legitimately have to have a screw loose. I, I think your brain has to operate like differently to be able to like mentally. You just do don't. That. You don't even like feel it. You just keep going. The other thing is, I don't think it's a flat course, is it? No, it's like trail run. Where Where are you going to find fifty flat miles <laughs> unless you're just running on a track? You, it's not possible. Thirty three AFTs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you run that, and even the AFT isn't that flat anymore. That's true. So, I mean, that is that is crazy. Congrats to him. I We follow him. Let me see. Like, just looking at his social media, it's funny because what he'll do is he'll do these crazy runs. And I guess he runs the way they are. It's, it's like a little community. And did you ever watch that documentary um, about Alex Honnold, the, where he climbs El Capitan? Yeah, the free solo it's, one. The free solo. It, how they, it's kind, it kind of reminds me of that, how they have, like, a little community. And it's just, like these guys just meet up and they just do their runs together and they'll like eat together. And so what this guy posts is just like a million pictures of him running. And then randomly he'll have like just a bunch of pizza and beer at some place. Sounds like a good life minus, but I'm looking right now. If I could just be just eating. Yeah. If I could be a part of that crew, but it, it was understood that I'm just not one of the running guys, then that sounds pretty decent. He should go out and just run on AFT day and just run 33 AFTs all in a row. <laughs> Be good motivation for everybody else. It's like, who's that guy? Well, he's been out here since 8 a.m. and you're doing the 3 o'clock run. So. Yeah. Um, another thing. So I know you said we, you didn't really want to talk about it because we talked about it last week, but I, I just still really want to do it because it's just like, it's just bothering me. Like, so... This week, Army went to the White House and got the Commander-in-Chief's trophy again. Not thrilled about it. Um, and Donald Trump basically made a remark saying that he thinks that they're going to look into a way to allow cadets to have a waiver who get drafted to go, basically go play first <clears throat> and, then, and then defer their commitment. And, it, I mean, really kind of like a, not a big remark, like pretty pretty he was just kind of saying it i don't think he actually meant necessarily anything by it but it kind of caught blaze on twitter and it just it just ignited a lot of people who are very much on the outside giving their opinion people who don't understand uh one of which is dan wolken who i mean the guy is notorious for being retweeted and quoted by freezing cold takes which is an account that basically keeps people in check when they make ridiculous assertions about sports. So he had one about saying that Alabama's dynasty is over, like just a ridiculous human being over the weekend. There was the controversy at the Kentucky Derby 
and he was real mad about it. And then people called him out who were actual horse racing enthusiasts and said, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. And his response was, I grew up near a racetrack, so yes, I do. And he did the exact same thing. So I went on. And basically what it was, it wasn't even his, his one point. What he initially said, and I don't want to misquote it, so I'll, I'll like go ahead and read it now. He said... He, the, the original tweet was during a white house, during a ceremony for army football at the white house, president Trump says that he would like to allow athletes at military academies to postpone their service to pursue careers in pro sports. And he goes, Oh boy. And he said, this has been something that the armed services have gone back and forth on and made exceptions slash denied exceptions at various times. It's an interesting debate. However, it's still a slippery slope. Remember that to try to make service academy football programs look like everyone else. The cost to taxpayers of sending kids to service academies is hundreds of thousands of dollars per student. Having competitive athletic programs are good, but the core mission needs to be training officers, not produce pro athletes. And that just really set me off because, and I basically said, I was like, Dan, you say a lot of stuff and I always say that it's your worst take, but this is something that you just have no idea what you're talking about. And his response back was, I was a beat writer for Air Force athletics so yes i do and i was like and that just made me laugh (laughs) in and of itself because i mean let's just be honest i like brent brigerman a lot but i cannot think of another publication and sports program that have a worse relationship than the air force academy's athletics program and the colorado springs gazette dave ramsey basically was completely shunned by Troy Calhoun and the rest of like Air Force athletics in not so many ways uh, because of the stuff that he's written inflammatory. They jump on stuff uh, that's kind of sensational and bad topics to talk about and they write about it with a huge slant and that's what gets them national attention because they know that that's what happens. And so, I mean, the main issue that I had with it, first of all, he complains because he goes, be that as it may, after I said, well, we're alumni, so we do know what we're talking about. Because be that as it may, your experience has literally nothing to do with my expertise on the subject. Instead of explaining up objection, you decided to launch a false ad hominem attack on, attacking on me. It's not even grammatically correct. But no, I didn't. All I said was is that he doesn't have any expertise and he thinks that I'm just attacking him out of turn. It's based on all the ridiculous other things that he said. So he has a track record of being a total moron. And I said, I don't think watching games from the Falcon Stadium press box and getting 20 minutes a week with Fisher or Troy, depending on when you were there, gives you any expertise. You're giving an opinion on what you think military training is and what we should do with this tiny, tiny segment of the population who gets drafted into pro sports. I'm sure you think everyone's training looks like something from Captain Marvel, Marvel, but it's not the case. Everyone has different experiences. We send cadets straight to med school and on road scholarships after graduation before they serve. Why wouldn't we do the same thing to athletes to give them perspective from the highest levels of sports? Plus, Air Force-wide publicity already from Ben Garland and Garrett Griffin are amazing. Twitter isn't the place to break down your uninformed shot at policy, but here you go. And the reason why I said that, the reason why I just came out and said, basically, you're an idiot without saying anything else is because it's Twitter. I only have 140 characters or whatever it is now, and I guess it's like 280 now, but there's just not enough space to really break down exactly what he's saying, and it's a big argument and so i think the thing is he doesn't understand and some people had objection with the fact that i talked about med school and the road scholarship thing but what i meant by that is 
think about what the Rhodes Scholarship Program actually breeds. When we're sending these cadets over, I guess they're lieutenants when they go over, they're getting degrees in such advanced stuff. Rebecca Esselstein got her degree in astrophysics, and the stuff is so specific and so esoteric and just so advanced. There's not even a place in the Air Force for her to really use that. You know, she's going to finish up her time, and then obviously she's going to probably work in public policy or at least work in, in some kind of company that works with the government, I'm sure, whether it be NASA or whatever the case is. But those those kinds of things don't exist so that way we can just fight so they can be military members. It's also making productive members of society. And that was my point, is that we let them go and do this and better themselves to prepare themselves for service and to do their time, their commitment. Why aren't we doing the same thing for athletes? Like we've said how, you know, army has that thing. I need, I need someone for a dangerous and secret mission. Give me a West point football player. It's kind of the exact same thing. Give, let these guys go out there and compete in the NFL where they can learn lessons about playing with the most athletic people in the world. And then when they go back, to the Air Force, that those lessons that they have and that kind of leadership ability that they've gotten out of that, I think it can make them a better officer. It, and and once again, it goes back to none of them have ever had a complaint. We're not completely putting their service away. It's just letting them gain some more perspective. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I'll kind of just bring it back to the same thing I said last podcast. And my biggest point towards why we should have an avenue is the benefits and what we're going to get out of possibly having people playing on the biggest stage in football every Sunday representing the Air Force Academy is far, far, far outweighs the job, more than likely, that they would possibly be doing in the Air Force You know, in, in replacement of that. There are thousands of acquisitions yeah. officers. There's thousands of pilots. There's thousands of finance officers. The list goes on and on and on. But if you have the opportunity to present and represent the Air Force in the most finite group of athletes that people work their entire lives to get to, then why would we why would we pass that up? Because guess what? Most people that play college football, the vast majority of people who play college football do not make the NFL. And the even vaster amount that play at the academies don't make the NFL. So if there's a kid watching the Eagles play the Raiders on Sunday – and they see a little background thing pop up of this kid, um, you know, went to the Air Force Academy. They show the classic standard B-roll where they show an F-16 zoom by and then whatever else you want to show. He might, at a young age, go, you know, wow, that's really cool. I think it'd be awesome to play at the Air Force Academy. And maybe his goal is, I want to be a football player at the Air Force Academy and then go pro. But guess what? He gets to the Air Force Academy and all of a sudden we have a qualified, smart, athletic person that realizes I'm probably not going to make the NFL, but you know what I can do is go try and be a pilot or go try and work in the space field or something like that. So the, the greatest thing that the athletic program provides to the public is it helps to draw in other types of people that if it was strictly an, an academic and military-based application process was, would not attract. And there's, like I've said, thousands, hundreds of examples, you know, multiple, multiple examples that I know personally of people that went to the academy for, in quotes, the wrong reasons, meaning that they went for sports. And, okay, yeah, there are a few of them that leave the academy, and that's fine. There's also people that went for the military and end up leaving the academy. 
So, but there's an even bigger amount, I think, of people that go for the, in quotes, wrong reason to go play football or go play basketball, and they end up being a fantastic officer, flying, you know, fighters or working in the combat rescue field, something like that, where maybe some of those other people wouldn't have the, the, the desire to do. 100%. And and like you said, too, just going into that, oh, it's such a small group. That's where I, the, the slippery slope comment is really what gets me. Because if you make that rule happen, you can revisit it in a few years. It's not like, oh, the slippery slope. If you see that happening, then just change it back. I think what happens is if we institute this rule now, let it happen, let players go, and then in two years, if all of a sudden it seems like this is a huge problem that we're sending, which, and this is the, the fear, is that we're going to all of a sudden start graduating like 60 NFL draftees, which is not going to happen. If that is the case, then what you do is in two years, revisit the policy, make a change, and instead of telling the guys who are seniors who are about to potentially get drafted, the one or two of them, you grandfather them in and say, all right, we're going to stop after this year. If you're a sophomore and you, for whatever reason, you think that the academy is your ticket to the NFL, then you can go ahead and transfer right now, but let the juniors and seniors stay with the rule. And it's not a big deal. But that's that to me is the funniest thing, is these people who seemingly think that we're going to turn into this perennial powerhouse, is, is what I said on Twitter, of of NFL draftees, and that we're going to turn into just, just this hotbed or something, and and that's totally not going to happen. I don't, I don't think there's anybody who's even even the kid we talked about out of, out of Arizona who had offers from ASU, Oregon, and uh, and Alabama. I don't think he's thinking, oh, the best way I can get into the NFL is by going to the Air Force Academy. That's not the case at all. And he probably just as it stands right now has a better chance than most. So, yeah, I don't know. Not to, not to keep belaboring the point, but it's just like it it was reignited this weekend after that. Yeah. And or I guess it was yesterday, and the whole thing is just, just absolutely bananas <laughs> to me. But and once and once again, the funny part is it the the athletes, the cadets, couldn't care less. They're proud as ever to serve. It's a bunch of old crusty people like us, and dudes like Dan Wolken who spend their time complaining about horse racing uh, that seem to have the biggest issues with it. So I don't know, but hopefully. Hopefully we'll get to some kind of conclusion soon and we'll be able to figure this out because it now, in, in my mind, it now sucks that Austin Cutting, who just got drafted and it is getting that, um, you know, that signing bonus money and all that stuff, that that might go away after he was under the impression that he might be able to go. So, Yeah, I just uh, wish there was some concrete answers here. Yeah. It's just kind of ridiculous that, that there's no there's no avenue that just makes it, you know, you go down this checklist and this is what you need to do to make it happen yeah hey uh did you watch game of thrones this weekend i did so tell me you have experience with aircraft um we don't want to give your whole life away but you you have a pretty good understanding of how aircraft work why did that dragon fly so low during what seemed to be like a reconnaissance mission that's a good question yeah, I don't have a good answer for that. I mean, they were they were surprised. So really, it comes down to it comes down to a combination of things. So obviously, they didn't know what's that fleet called that hit them. Uh, they're just the ships. I don't know. Yeah. So the 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 badass looking fleet uh, with the guy that's 
in bed with Cersei. Um, yeah. the, whatever fleet that is, they obviously Cersei or not Cersei. I, can't, I don't even know the name, so this makes it very difficult for me. But the dragon chick, Daenerys. She. Yeah. None of them knew that that fleet was there, so it was a sneak attack. So the dragons were probably flying low, you know, trying to show off, to try and be cool, trying to show solidarity with their ships below them. And then all of a sudden they turn the corner and they're getting freaking harpooned from the air. Um, so either fly high and they should have probably seen them. That's the other thing. How did they not see them? Like the mountains aren't that big. Even if you're up yeah. a thousand or two thousand feet, you're going to be able to see a bunch of ships on the other side of it. And then the other thing is you got to have better intelligence. So I don't. Is Littlefinger dead? Um, I think he is now. Oh, but he wasn't the intelligence guy. It's it was the bald little birdie guy, the eunuch, the bald eunuch. What's yeah. his name? He's the guy. He's the intel guy. So they should have got a better intel brief that you know there could possibly be surface to air harpoons that could be a factor for them, and they shouldn't have been flying so low. So that, bad yeah. radar on the. Bad radar on the dragons for not being able to pick that that uh, visual recognition up earlier, and then poor intelligence is kind of the, the two there. So um, good on uh, Daenerys for you know she wanted to she wanted to do a low pass there and provide some close air support, but she uh, I think she made the better choice because she probably would have gotten taken out. It seemed very like World War Two of her the way she was doing it, like she was almost using her dragon like a warhawk. But definitely, <laughs> yeah. and especially because Bran has access to the birds, he could have sent ravens. So it's like, why wouldn't you send out your drones to do a little bit of reconnaissance first? Dude, that's a good point. I actually saw a funny uh, meme the other day where it was like, um, Bran is an idiot. And then <laughs> it had a picture of a crow or a raven, and then a picture of dragon glass, and then a picture of like 80 ravens with dragon glass taped to them, and then yeah. a picture of brand running the ravens into the night king yeah it would have been like kamikaze predator drones i mean they're just they're really not thinking through things logically we're armchair quarterback in this thing but we could have we could have made this all so much easier i mean i'm just saying like maybe if uh Daenerys or sansa or john stark or uh, john snow could have taken maybe like an mss class or two i think it would have helped out a little bit but that's just I don't know, that's just me. Or even send in Wings yeah, of Blue and have them jump on the ships, you know? <laughs> well, I think uh, Jon Snow wanted to go to a school to play in the NFL, so he chose not to go to the <laughs> academy, so he didn't get that MSS class knocked out. I think you're right. I think you're totally right. Um, all right, cool. Well, was there anything else that's uh, on your mind for this week? Um, No, not really. I think... Uh, Graduation's only like two weeks away, right? So that's yeah. coming up quick. Yeah. And we got all the summer programs coming up. And then before we know it, you're going to be wanting to strap in because it's going to be a dogfight with Falcon football this fall. So we did, we didn't talk about the, um, what the, the breaking news that FN, FNBA has put, been putting a lot of pressure on the athletic department because we're yeah. tired of watching Air Force uh, play like, our rivals like Wyoming and Colorado state on Facebook live and on, oh, yeah. you know, these bootleg websites that the Academy makes you go to. So 
big announcement. I think seven games they say are going to be on cable. It's not really cable, but seven games are going to be available to us on either the ESPN network of some sort or CBS Sportsnet. So uh, you guys are welcome. Uh, we worked hard for that. We we really you know pressed the athletic department, and looks like we got what we were asking for, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely was. It's like a step in the right direction because that whole thing where, it, like I said before, the like it's cool that we got it on stadium. Oh, that was nice. We were able to watch FAU. Took I couldn't watch it until like the second half because that was the funny thing too is it you could watch it on Facebook, but it was only on certain things. So you couldn't get it on Facebook on your phone, or at least it was my experience. And I couldn't even get it on my laptop, so I had to use my wife's iPad to try and get it on there and I had to download some app. I think I sold part of my soul for it and it was just it was ridiculous. But at least now that it's on TV, you can go out to bars and stuff and and hopefully watch it because that's the worst is like when you're really just stuck and it's like uh I can only watch at home. Like I love going out and watching games, so it's yeah, cool and especially just that. because of the reach. I I think it's so important to get games on TV because of how spread out um, cadets and well, not cadets, but how spread out the graduate network is. Um, I would love to see a statistic on that in terms of like percentage radius. I feel like service academies have to have the highest number or the the biggest radius of or I, or I guess some kind of like average that you could figure out of of graduates who live the furthest from their alma mater. Maybe some of the bigger schools like Harvard and stuff, because I bet a lot of those graduates live in like live all over the world too, but just percentage wise, a lot of people are really far away from the, from the air force Academy. So being able to watch those games is cool. Um, and I, I think sometimes they get, they're able to get them over on like armed forces network and stuff like that. So that's cool. But I didn't see anything about that, but um, I, I mean, I think it's going to be a good season and especially, <laughs> and I'll just make a quick comment on this. So, that the comment that Donald Trump made to Jeff Munkin, he said, "You guys beat a very, very tough Air Force team." And he was like, "They're very tough. They're very good." And I'm sure we'll have that. I'm surprised we don't even have that soundbite right now because that thing is gold. And he looks back, and Jeff Munkin goes, "Oh, not that tough." Which, I mean, I we saw a lot of eye rolls and stuff like that about it. But I mean, what else is he gonna say? What's he gonna be like? Yeah, they're the best. They got us next year. I mean, so I I get it, uh, but. But a lot of football players getting really mad about it. And then a bunch of West Point players were kind of making fun of the Air Force players saying that's what you need for motivation for a service academy rivalry. And the where I stand is like I'm not the one playing. I'm not going to be playing on November 4th or November 2nd or whenever it is. So any motivation that we need to beat them is good enough for me. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. We need the Commander-in-Chief's trophy back. I'm starting to think that we're bad luck because – since FNBA has been founded, we have not had a Commander-in-Chief's trophy. I I would say, so, since I've been cognizant of, like, sports and been really aware, so, I've really only had one championship for a team that I'm a fan of, if you will. And I think now that we're a little bit more... But, I mean, we've won a bunch of Commander-in-Chief's trophies. Uh, but since we've actually been doing this, I feel like I'm a lot more invested in Air Force sports and... If we win it, it's just, I don't even know what we're going to do. It's going to be huge, just a party. I mean, you could look at it as the fact we're bad luck, or you could look at it that the first year we were in business, we lost Army and Navy. 
last year we beat Navy. So I think the more we grow, the more we do this, and it's just we'll be unstoppable in like three or four years. Maybe what we should do this year, and what's really cool about it is because I think that we, I think we have a legitimately good chance of winning the Commander in Chief's Trophy this year. Everything's falling into line. We have Nathan Pine, uh, who seems to be giving kind of the keys of the kingdom to Troy Calhoun to hopefully be able to win. Um, and I think we have—I mean, we have a fantastic roster, so hopefully we can string some stuff together. But what's cool about it is that because the one game that we go out for every year is the Inner Service Academy game that's at USAFA, we are going to be there for the Army game, which and we always play Navy first. And so we will be there presumably when we win the game that gives us the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. And then the Army-Navy game will be... I think we're going to call it... Let's rebrand it. So they normally call it America's game. We're going to call the Army-Navy game this year the FNBA Army and Navy play for second bowl. Because... I think that'll stick. Hopefully what it'll be. And we do the tailgate, but maybe it'd be sweet if we threw in an after party. Would it be presumptuous be if sweet. we did that? That would be like a 50-50. Either it would be a resounding failure or it would be a great success because if we plan it out and then lose. I mean, we could be like, we could call it like a win or lose we booze party or drown your sorrows or just like a celebration. I don't know what it would be. but No, we'll figure something out, but we definitely want to. The tailgate's always been awesome. Uh, we did a little bit of a uh, pre-party the night before the first one, and then we threw something together really last minute last year. But uh, I think this year we're going to try and keep either the party before, which is more than likely what it'll be, is a party on Friday night. Um, but could be could be after the game too. But we want to make sure it's a little bit more structured this year and um, hope everyone can get out and have a good time. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, let's do some minutes and close this thing out. Cool. Um, FastNeatBlowAverage.com fastneatbelowavg.com go get all your good stuff there nice I like that um, we're going to have some new stuff rolling out soon and we haven't talked about this yet but we'll probably do some kind of pre-summer sale so you guys can get all your stuff ready for summer on 60 days get those flags in get some tank tops we have not been selling a lot of tank tops what's up you guys got a gym problem yeah, those spring arms. break's over, so you guys should still be in shape. Yeah, those arms not looking too good. W- let's do that. Let's uh, let's do bicep shaming until we sell like a thousand <laughs> tank tops. Yeah, you are looking a little bit small these days. Yeah. Well, you you, you can't can't fit in a tank top. It looks like a like garbage bag on you, or what? Yeah. Well, hey, even if that is the case, we do have uh, regular sleeve T-shirts and we have sweatshirts too. So <laughs> we got something for everybody, no matter how your arms are looking. Uh, so cool. So that's all we got for this week. Hope you enjoyed our freestyle episode. Uh, I think maybe next week we'll come back with a little more structure, but I enjoyed doing this. So so did I. All right. Peace. See ya. So yeah, I can be a pilot at the Air Force Academy. I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. It's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just where you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air.